Welcome to the Harland Highway. Come on in and see what's happening. Take okay enough. Uh, hey everybody, Harlan Williams here. You are on the Harland Highway. I went deep with my voice to make you think it's a manly, very manly podcast. Um, actually, it is a little manly. Uh, we we got a lot of uh, phone calls today that I'm going to play from a bunch of men uh, who showed their sensitive side and uh, left phone calls to. Uh, Offer condolences uh, on my mother who passed away, and I had played a message from her on an earlier podcast, so we're going to get to your messages. Unbelievable, wonderful, kind messages that uh, you pavement pounders left. We're going to get into that. Uh, We are also going to talk about minimum wage. Isn't it time that we upped the minimum wage and stopped forcing laborers to work for so little money. Wait till you hear how much minimum wage is and how much you can make in a year if you're on minimum wage. We're also going to talk about a disgusting thing I saw at an airport where a family was too, too close and started sharing something that almost made me vomit. Uh, We're going to have a news flash, and I believe... I think I'm going to vomit by saying this cinnamon boy is supposed to drop by the studio today. I feel the heaves coming already. This is the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for some mountain thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Ew, 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 ew. And I know I sound like a girl right there because that's how girls say ew. Like guys just go, oh, gross, man. Girls go, ew, 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 ew. So I don't know why. I, I guess I was so disgusted by something I recently saw that it turned me into a girl. Like my, it slapped my gender off my face, and I became a woman. Ew! 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 Um, here's what went down, man. Uh, and this turned my stomach. This this was just wrong on so many levels. It should be there should be a fine for what I saw. There should be jail time. There should be maybe public executions, um, castrations possibly. Um, drawn, being drawn and quartered isn't out of the question. Beheaded, perhaps. Ugh. So here's what I saw. I uh, I saw a family sharing. A Starbucks drink the other day. I was at an airport waiting for my flight, which is annoying enough, and there's people all around and this and that, and then here they are sharing this drink together. Ah, yeah. It was one of those those icy, like tall grande. El Lato, Schlato, Starbuckio, Drinkios. And uh, 
it was a family, and a, it was an East Indian family. It doesn't matter what the ethnicity was, but I just noticed it was an East Indian family. And uh, the father, probably, you know, late 50s, mid-50s, early 60s. The mother, same thing. They had a kid, a young boy who wasn't that young. He looked like he was about 12 or 13. Okay? And they have a tall Starbucks drink in a clear glass. It wasn't one of the paper glasses where you can't see through it. This is one of the tall, clear glasses where they put their icy mocha chocolato drinkos. And uh, out of the top, you know, they put that little dome cap on it. And there's a big, there's a big circle in the top, the size of a silver dollar. Like you're gonna shove a giant uh, silver dollar-sized straw through the top. Um, there's three straws sticking out, and this family, who's way too close, are all sucking on the Starbucks drink together. Yeah. Oh, gross, man. That was a guy and a girl together. It was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Folks, do the, do the words backwash not uh, ring a bell with you? Do the words SARS and, and bird flu and uh, hepatitis 9 and who knows what else ring a bell with you? Let alone, I could see maybe the mother and the father doing it. They've been making out for 30 years. The, they've, they've exchanged saliva when they've been the throes of passion okay fine share a straw but you throw your kid in the mix first of all what's wrong with this kid how many of you would want to suck on your parents drink full of their parental backwash god it was disgusting, man, and I'm standing there just going, and they're all happy, like, oh, look at the wonderful, everything is shiny and new, look at the wonderful, the birds and the bees are singing, and we've got the Starbucks, we've got the delicious Starbucks, here's Fringanda and Migaglanga, have a drink. Lord, no, no, no. I don't care if you're a black family, a fat white family, a Chinese family, East Indian, African, Eskimo. No, 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 no. Like spend the extra four bucks and get your own drinks. Oh, and if you get if you're going to do that, if you're that close of a family where you're all, all right with ingesting each other's enzymes and backwash and little little chips of uh, egg salad sandwich and roast beef and whatever else you ate that day. You know what? Go and rent one of those storage lockers. You know what I mean? You know those orange storage lockers? Rent a storage locker just for that event. I don't care how much it costs, 150 bucks a month. I don't care if you only use it for 12 minutes while you drink. Rent it, go inside, slam the orange garage door, sit in the dark, and suck away. 
Oh, isn't this lovely? The Starbucks Coca Mocha. Yes, Father, I love this Starbucks Coca Mocha. Shika Boca Loca. Yes, I love it. Oh, oh, we're such a happy family from the bar. Oh, God. Just sick. So please don't do that. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're, maybe if you're Angelina and Brad Pitt and the nine kids, you're all like extremely good looking and somehow nothing you do seems to annoy us or bother us. Okay. But any other family on planet Earth, I don't care if you're a royal family or a tribal family or a nuclear family, no swapping the juices, no sharing the saliva. Gate your own damn drink. Oh! Good afternoon. This is Gail Anderson with a Highland Highway News Update. NASA discovers potato salad on Mars. Yes, space agency NASA released in some documents today, some classified space documents, that they have, in fact, discovered potato salad on Mars. It turns out the rover Voyager was going through a space crater and momentarily got snaggled up in a mushy, moist, clumpy structure. It turns out after detailed analysis that this clumpy, bumpy structure was a big pile of potato salad. So there you go, potato salad officially found on planet Mars. I'm Gail Gordon for the... What the fuck? I'm Gail Anderson for the Highland Highway News Flash. Roger, I'm a little... Who is that? I'm a little nervous about these news flashes. I'm not sure that they're really relevant. I mean, potato salad on Mars, is it... Is there someone at the studio door, Roger? Well, I don't see them. Anyways, these these news flashes are, uh, I think, a little irrelevant, and I don't think we should keep them going because they're in. Come in. Who is it? I'm doing a podcast here, for God's sake. Hi, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Oh, God, what are you doing here, kid? I've come to spread the word about cinnamon. Okay, nobody cares about cinnamon. Well, you're going to care after what I tell you. Oh, really? What do you got to tell me about cinnamon that's going to make me want to give a flying... Watch your language. It's not good to swear around cinnamon. Who says I was going to swear? I can tell by the way your pointy red face got all twisted up. I don't like swearing because I'm cinnamon boy and I love cinnamon. All right, knock it off. Stop getting hyper. What the hell do you want? I want to tell you about a brand new lottery. A lottery? That's right, the cinnamon lottery. Okay, there's no such thing as a cinnamon lottery, kid. There surely, surely is. It surely is. There truly, truly is. All right, stop saying truly and surely. I surely won't, but I truly will keep saying it. Surely, truly, stop it. God, you're annoying. I'm 
I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! I don't care! What is this stupid lottery? It's called the Cinnamon Lottery. Yeah? And you gotta be Cinnamon to win it. What? You heard me. You gotta be Cinnamon to win it. You gotta be Cinnamon to win it. That's the logo for the new Cinnamon Lottery. And how much money... I can't even believe I'm engaging you in this. I don't want to get engaged, creep. I said... I... How much money can you win in your stupid cinnamon lottery? Oh, you don't win money? Well, then what the, what the hell kind of lottery is it? What do you win? Cinnamon! Cinnamon buns, cinnamon sticks, and cinnamon toast! Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon! Because I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Stop it! Holy fucking shit, dude! Uh-oh, you swore. You remember what Cinnamon Boy said, didn't you? No, what did Cinnamon Boy say? Cinnamon Boy said he doesn't like swearing. Well, I don't care. This is my podcast, and I'll do whatever I want, Cinnamon Boy. What's my name? Cinnamon Boy. And what do I love? I don't know. Cinnamon! Because I'm Cinnamon Boy! Stop it! Get out of here. I don't want to hear anything more about it. But you got to be Cinnamon to win it. I don't want to be Cinnamon to win it. I don't want to win cinnamon toast and cinnamon buns and all that crap. Watch your mouth. Surely, surely you're not going to swear again. Oh, I'm not, huh? Why don't you march your cinnamon ass out that motherfucking cinnamon door, you stupid fucking cinnamon fucking retread. Oh, boy. Just for that, you're going to get it. Oh, really? What am I going to get? A super-duper, echoey, schwackoey, schwinnamon-binnamon. What the hell is a schwinnamon-binnamon? Here it comes. I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love binnamon! Stop it! Get out! You gotta be Cinnamon to win it. Get out! Do you want me to call security? Cinnamon to get out! Cinnamon, get out! Do you want me to call? I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love Cinnamon! Get out! Wow, Roger. I'll tell you what, if there's any reason that people flock away from this podcast, it's because of that idiot. I'm trying to do something that has some gravitas and some some uh some substance to it and you let this kid in this cinnamon boy what who the hell is this kid what what's wrong with him no oh, no he's way worse than a dillweed yeah way better thank you i'm sorry folks i apologize boy oh boy i sincerely apologize Let's move on, Raj. Let's just move the hell on. Wow. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. It's John. I wanted to say thank you very much for sharing your clip with your mother, and I'm very sorry to hear that she has passed away. Um, It made me shed a few tears because I thought about my own mother and her mother who passed away recently, and I just... Can't imagine the emptiness that you talk about. But one day, 
like everyone else, I will find out. But thank you so much for sharing, and have a good one. Wow. What a what a wonderful uh, voicemail I got from John. And, uh, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you guys, you know, I, I, I shared uh, the passing of my mother. I didn't want to dwell on it too long. I just, you know, I just wanted to kind of play a little message that she left to kind of maybe touch and inspire people. And uh, it sounds like a lot of you were quite moved and, and uh, you know, enjoyed kind of hearing that kind of final moment with my mother. It was very intimate and very private, but I, I just felt like my mother was a, a strong, powerful woman. And, uh, you know, I thought she might have something to say to people. Whether it resonated or not, I don't know, but... Uh, it sounds like a lot of you enjoyed it, and so I want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for your emails and your calls with the condolences and uh, all your wonderful thoughts and, and kind, caring words. And uh, I got a lot of uh, voice messages at the Harland Hotline uh, with with wonderful, wonderful messages from you guys, all the pavement pounders, and uh, so there was quite a few, and it it use up a lot of the show to play them all and I don't want to kind of bring the show down but I do want to acknowledge my thanks and and share with everyone the, the, the kind of how hearing from my mother made people feel and and how people were able to express uh, their condolences and whatnot so I'm going to do a bit of an edited mishmash uh, with excerpts of some of the many, many phone calls that came in and uh, just kind of shorten everything down a bit. But uh, at the end of the day, guys and girls, thank you so very much for uh, your very, very uh, kind, uh, thoughtful, caring, and, and, and loving words and expressions. I uh, I truly appreciate it. So let's have a listen, and then we'll... Get right back to the funny. Arlen, I just started listening to the podcast today. Uh, I guess it was on years from yesterday, but uh, sorry to hear about your mom. Condolences, buddy. Hey, Harlan, what's up? It's, uh, it's Mark from up here in Ottawa, Canada, and I just listened to the episode where you played the message that uh, your mom recorded in the uh, hospital with you, and I just wanted to say, as uh, awesome as it is that you're hilarious and that you're a really funny guy and that you can be silly and pretty much right off the wall all the time, uh, I think I speak for a lot of listeners when I say that stuff like that is really appreciated because uh, it just goes to show that there's two sides to every life. Every uh, Everybody who likes to tell a joke also, um, you know, has uh, people that they love and they care about. And I think just listening to that conversation, hearing how much you guys are laughing together, you know, even in, in one of the worst times that you possibly could be spending together, um, I think it's just great that you're able to make something positive out of that. So, And uh, we got to hear some of your mom's uh, jazz singing at some point in time, too. you got to get that on the show. <laughs> hey, Harland, it's Gabriel Daigle in Long Beach. I just got done listening to the podcast where you unfortunately gave us the news that your mother had just passed away. Uh, my condolences to you and your family. Um, she obviously had to be a pretty incredible woman to uh, 
to have such a brilliant son like yourself. And uh, her message was just so touching and so, so, so truthful. It's so real, you know, and I feel for you. Um, boy, I just hope that whatever it is that you find solace in, that you're just absolutely filled with it in this difficult time. And to know that a lot of us are with you. Uh, you bring us, you bring us so much joy, Harlan. Uh, you're an incredible human being. Obviously, your mother was as well. And uh, hopefully she's in a better place. Hey, Harlan. This is Preston from Atlanta. I found your podcast this year, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. But the reason I called today is I just listened to the conversation between you and your mother in the hospital. And i got to say I'm moved. You don't have to apologize for a single thing about that. It is so rare to witness just a moment of actual emotional realness in people. And I'm proud of you for leaving your reaction to the conversation in the podcast. That's just weird. It's hard to get through the big fake shields everyone puts up around them. Myself included, emotionally. And it moved me. Thank you for playing that segment with your mom. I can see where the Williams family spirit is. And you help people every day with your comedy. So you are just like your mom. And I also could not stop laughing when she made that jazz singer joke. So I met your mom for all the two minutes that you played on the recording. And I already liked her. Anyway, I feel for you, Harland, and keep on keeping on. Harland, hey, man, my name's Sam, but um, I'm calling because of this latest podcast where you had that uh, message from your mom, and I got to tell you, man, I lost my dad a couple months ago, or it was, I'm sorry, it was a couple years ago, but um, it was weird. When your mom, you when you had your mom sign off and uh have her tell everybody goodbye. There's something about that that struck such a chord with me that I kind of, uh, I was at work and I started crying. It was crazy. Just because when she said goodbye, like she was really saying goodbye. And that was, uh, it was kind of, uh, I don't know, just made me think about my own situation. But, um, yeah, I never met you. You've never met me. I only know what I've seen and heard from you. But I'll tell you what, man, just losing uh, losing a parent isn't easy. So I got a big verbal hug for you, dude. I'm sorry. But um, you sound like you're doing all right. But hang in there, dude. I'll see you. Hi, Harland. Uh, it's your buddy Levi from Denver. Uh, I really just wanted to call and tell you I'm sorry to hear about your mom passing away. And... Uh, my father passed away in 1999, and I know how hard it can be to lose a parent. And your mom seemed really sweet with uh, the recording you had done of her. And I'm really sorry, man. I really hope things are okay for you. And keep your head up, man, and uh, you'll, you'll get through it uh, in time. But uh, anyways, I really just want to call and tell you that. Hope everything's well with you. I love you, buddy. See you later. Hey, Harlan, this is Brian, and I just wanted to extend my condolences to you on loss. And 
I lost my mom seven years ago, and I remember talking to her final days and told her that I could not imagine her not being here. It's a fact of life. After she was gone, I realized that she had tried to prepare me for this um, my whole life. And whether she did or did not, it doesn't matter. In fact, is she tried, and it's to me it was like being kind of being kicked out of the nest. It felt very alone in the world without her, without knowing she was there. But and I kind of looked around like a young bird kicked out of a nest, and um, realized what she'd want me to do is very touching. Hearing your conversation with her. Take care, man. Wow. So there you go. Just just a a small sample of of the wonderful, uh, thoughtful, caring uh, words from from some of the pavement pounders, the listeners, and uh, yeah, I can't tell you how much uh, you sharing uh, those thoughts with me means. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, uh, everybody, everybody. Um, and you know, the interesting thing that came out of that is. You know, it wasn't only about, you know, dealing with my mother's passing, but I got the sense uh, from listening to a lot of these calls that it kind of brought stuff up for other people and, you know, people that were close in their lives that have that had passed or it, it made them think about the possibility of their parents passing. And uh, if nothing else, uh, maybe this was just a nice reminder to all of us that, uh, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat. We all come from the same place, and we're all here for just a minute, just a beat. And when it's gone, it's gone. It's final. So I don't know if you're fighting with your parents or you've always had uh, something about them you hate or you don't talk to them or... Maybe there's some bitterness. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, this this kind of popped up as a, a an opportunity for you to uh, reach out and maybe smooth the waters or even if things are great with your parents. Hey, you just never know. So maybe uh, pop them a phone call and say, I love you, Mom and Dad. So anyways, uh, gr- great heartfelt stuff. Thank you once again. And uh, the final note I'll make about it is uh, my mother mentioned in that recording that she was a jazz singer. Um, I got to set the record straight. My, my mom was a, she liked to sing jazz. Let's put it that way. My mom was, like I said, my mom was a giving person. She, she loved to reach out to people, and she used to go around to old folks' homes. This is for real, gang. My mom used to roll around in her car and go to old folks' home with a, with a, with a little, uh, she had a little amplifier and a cord and a microphone, and my mom would go to old folks' homes and pull this stuff out and plug it in and sing, sing like old jazz songs and you know, stuff like that. And sometimes at Christmas or on holidays, she'd pull out the thing and start singing. So I don't know that she was officially a jazz singer, but maybe in her head a little bit. So um, that's kind of why I, I gave her a bit of a hard time when she she added that to her list of accomplishments in life. But uh, people liked her singing. She was good, and uh, I, I love it that she uh, got out there and did it for the folks. So that's all I want to – I don't want to dwell on this uh, anymore. It's It's done. 
And uh, again, thanks for uh, thanks for your uh, sharing and caring. All right, let's uh, let's play a commercial, Raj, and uh, let's let's move on, man. Good afternoon. I'm Gail Anderson, and this is the Highland Highway News Update. Newsflash: Vaginal warts are caused by exercise bicycles. Yes, in a study released by the Center for Disease and Mucus Controls, they've announced that vaginal warts are caused by stationary bicycles in gyms and athletic-related facilities. It turns out that people who ride a stationary bike for more than 45 minutes at a sitting are prone to get disgusting vaginal warts even if they have a penis. So be warned, do not exercise on a stationary bike for more than 45 minutes. That's your newsflash. I'm Gail Anderson for the Highland Highway News. I thought we were going to a commercial. What? Well, well, I... I don't know. I thought we were going for a commercial. Why are we doing these stupid news flashes? <sighs> well, I just I don't think that I don't think it's news. Okay, you're giving me that look through the glass, Roger. So vaginal warts are caused by riding bicycles, exercise bikes. Great. Well, I'm glad we interrupted the podcast for for that. Can we just move on? Thank you. God, Let, let's talk about some real news here. Uh, I keep hearing about this uh, minimum wage thing. I, I'm sure you guys have heard or read about this in the media. You know, that there's this, this war going on where, uh, the, you know, fast food workers and stuff are marching around in the streets in various cities uh, demanding more money. Uh, imagine uh, demanding that the minimum wage gets raised up from like seven bucks an hour to like 15 bucks an hour and uh all these a lot of politicians and different groups in society are saying oh we can't do it it'll it'll knock the whole uh the whole economy out of whack and uh it'll it'll cause a huge imbalance and uh business will businesses will have to close and that means there'll be far less jobs and blah 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 and i'm like I don't know. It sounds like a bunch of BS to me. You know, it sounds like at some point everything in life, everything in society has to take a shift. Things have to move. The ball, the needle has to move. Okay? And uh, and for, for people to be working for $7.25 an hour and doing 40-hour 40, 40 weeks... Do you want to guess how much that translates to in about a year? Okay, someone's doing uh, seven twenty-five an hour, and if they're doing a forty-hour work week, you know, you know what that comes out to, gang? Fifteen grand. Fifteen grand a year, rah. I mean, it's who can even who can live on fifteen grand a year? You could. I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could, but which one of you listening right now, I'm pointing to you with my finger, even though you can't see it, 
Could you live on 15 grand a year? And if you could, would you want to? 725 an hour? And you know what? If they just make it a law, okay, that you know what? Everything is now 1550 an hour for these poor people so that they can actually enjoy life and buy things in life and pay their rent and pay their bills. I say you just crank it up, and the businesses that survive it, survive it, and the ones that don't, don't. And that may be too bad, but I feel like it's a bunch of malarkey. Are you telling me McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and all these corporations that spend billions of dollars on retarded commercials and billboards and giveaways and events and pays their CEOs 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars a year. These fast food giants who make money hand over fists, if they crank their wage up to $15 an hour, they're going to close. Sure, maybe the average CEO, maybe the profits won't be so big. Maybe McDonald's doesn't clear uh, $34 billion a year, but maybe they, they, they clear $28 billion a year. Isn't a billion a billion? I mean, God, man. Everyone deserves work. Everyone should be given the chance to go out and work. Everyone deserves dignity. Everyone deserves to be rewarded for their work. But can you imagine the morale you have knowing you work for seven twenty-five an hour at a, a job where you may like it or it may be miserable, but you're making the effort. And your reward is seven twenty-five an hour, fifteen grand a year before taxes? Take away the taxes, and what do you really got? Nine grand a year? I mean, good lord, man. And don't tell me they can't make things happen. Remember when the government said, you know what? No more smoking in uh, restaurants. No more smoking in movie theaters. No more smoking uh, inside buildings. Done. It stopped. Everyone adjusted. They moved the needle. Right? Guess what? Every, everyone has to wear seatbelts now. That's the new law. You have to wear seatbelts. Everyone puts on their seatbelt. They moved the needle. Okay? Everyone adjusts. Society adjusts. And at the end of the day, society is people. And society works because people work. And society works because we have an economy. And the people within the economy use the money to live and in turn generate more commerce by spending the money they make. But it just isn't really fair that, that there's all these politicians and people jumping up and down saying, no, no, we can't give out more money. That will, that will collapse the system. But yet isn't it interesting the people making the decisions about how much people should get are way beyond the minimum wage, are way beyond 
working in a lowly job doesn't make them better. They're still people. If you ask the politicians that say, oh, we can't raise the minimum wage, and we turn around and said, well, listen, you're a public servant. I don't see why you're not making minimum wage senator. Could you imagine his face drop when suddenly he's got to move out of his uh, home in the Hamptons and move into the projects with his three children and his wife? The system's going to collapse if we raise. This is America, man. The richest country on the planet. And people are, are working around, walking around doing 40-hour work weeks in single digits, $7? You're not even making double-digiting. You're not even making $10, $11? I mean, good Lord. Just do it. Let everything kind of go up in arms. The economy will whiffle and ripple and kind of bounce up and down for a little bit, and then it'll all settle. And even those industries and those corporations and those companies that you thought were just going to collapse and disappear, I bet you they adjust. I bet you they find ways to adjust. And if some people have to let be let go to trim, trim costs, well, guess what? They'll come up somewhere else. They'll find a job somewhere else. And when they do find a job somewhere else, guess what? They're going to get $15 an hour. So maybe the best thing that ever happened for them was they were let go. It's not like people get let go and they just turn into dust and they expire. Oh, my God, Jim was fired. What's it? Oh, he just blew up. Oh, my God. No, we move on. Everybody adjusts. And if it's the law that when you walk in and get a job right out of the gate, whether you're a waiter or a, a guy at McDonald's or a, a, a checkout guy, you know you're starting at $15 an hour. That, that's good. I think that's good for people. Why don't we put people ahead of commerce, okay? Commerce is just money and invisible numbers and paper and coins, How about letting people have what they need to put in their hand and in their pocket and their bank account to live a normal life and have a shot at not groveling and suffering? And if and and it's nothing against the capitalist system. Let's keep that. You know that's that has nothing to do with it. If if you make minimum wage one year and five years later you invented a uh, flying teacup and you make twenty million, good for you. But while you're at the level of making minimum wage, make it bearable. Make it fair. Fair. Big corporations, spread it around. Quit making up all these stories that everything's going to fall to pieces if we raise the minimum wage. What a blow to hogwash. There, I said it. Got it, got it out. Did I mention I do this podcast for absolutely nothing? Why why am I not getting $15 an hour to do this podcast, Roger? This is an outrage. Actually, I like doing it for nothing. It's it's this is just me This is just me throwing it in the breeze and it's it's good. But if you're really out there working, you deserve to be uh, treated with some dignity and respect. So there you go. 
and I hope it all changes, and I hope it changes soon so that everyone can uh, have money in their pocket and live well. And look at this. We've gone over time. I've been ranting so long. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, everybody. <sighs> but uh, interesting topic. Let me know what you think. Um, you can uh, leave me uh, voicemails about anything you want, whether it's minimum wage, your mom, your dad, your vaginal warts, whatever you want. Cinnamon boy. You gotta, you gotta sin it to win it. Oh God. Um. So there you go. Call me three two three seven three nine forty three thirty. That's three two three seven three nine forty three thirty. If you can't remember the number, just go to harlanwilliams.com. The phone number's right there. And please check out my stand-up comedy schedule because I've started filling in the dates for uh, my fall tours, and we got a really big one coming through Western Canada. Uh, the end of September, early October. We're going to be going through British Columbia. We're going to be going through Alberta. We're going to be going through Saskatchewan, a beautiful Western tour of Canada. Go to harlowilliams.com. See if I'm coming to your town. We're playing a lot of theaters, so it's going to be really good, really fun. Also, check out the harlowilliams.com store when you're at my website. Buy yourself some fun merchandise. Um, and tell your friends, tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. Also, while you're there, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can see my latest wacky videos. Hopefully put a smile on your face. And, uh, check out ATC.com, allthingscomedy.com. That's a podcast network where you can uh, find my, uh, podcast along with many others. And, uh, there you go. So that's it. We are out of time, and we will see you next time right here on the Harlan Highway. And until then, chicken chow mein, baby. You got to sin it to win it. Shut up. Get out of here.